1: Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger,
2: fresh for everyone. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
4: KFI AM 640, you're listening to the John Cobell Podcast on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the air from uh, 1 until 4, then after 4 o'clock, John Cobell Show on demand on the iHeart app as well. Thank you. Uh, today's uh, story uh, of the day, L.A. County DA George Gascone. He elevated a woman you may not be familiar with, but will make you very familiar with her. Tiffany Blacknell, a uh she's a um a, a, she was a public defender. And then she was upgraded to prosecutor under Gascon, uh, a special advisor, chief of communications, and now she has been promoted to chief of staff. And uh Martin Marks from CaliforniaGlobe.com went through her past, her self-admitted past, with uh Starts with a tweet that she put out uh, back in 2020 during George Floyd riot week. Uh, She uh, admitted she was a looter in 1992, 15 years old during the Rodney King riots. And she was proud of it, said it was a formative moment of her life. And now during the George Floyd riots, she was triggered. And she started scolding black and white liberals, especially on the west side, who are complaining about their Whole Foods and their Nordstroms being uh, ransacked and damaged. Uh, and she's full of self-righteousness, full of anger. And she apparently thinks rioting and looting is cool. Uh, although she gets upset when her neighborhood gets, gets looted and damaged. It's uh, a lot of conflict. Uh, she thinks the LAPD are barbarians and an occupying army. And she also thinks the prison system ought to be abolished. A lot of these tweets are dug up originally by Bill Malugin from Fox News. Martin Marks put it all together at CaliforniaGlobe.com. Let's get him on here. Martin, how are you?
6: Quite well, John. Thanks for having
4: me. Uh, this just happened Friday. Gascon uh, released this announcement that, uh, that uh, uh, Tiffany Blacknell got this promotion.
6: Yeah, he actually announced a number of promotions within the department, and uh, they are evidently supposed to take place uh, in the new year. And, and chief, she's moving to the top spot.
4: Yeah, and chief of staff, uh, you, what specifically kind of role does she have now in Gascone's office? What does the chief of staff well, do? Uh,
6: his, his, she's the, the connection to everything in Los Angeles government, interactions with the police department, um, helping uh, the prosecutor, Mr. Gascone. Uh, set policy and uh, set attitudes for how uh, the department uh, is going to proceed. And uh, she will have his ear 24-7.
4: Now She's clearly an anti-police, anti-prison activist.
6: Without a question. Uh, you know, listen, you know, we all know about George Gascon and, and, and his worldview. And uh, as it's evolved uh, from his time in San Francisco and now in L.A., he's a radical without a doubt. And, uh, you know, we came very close to having him recall just a few thousand uh, signatures short and speculation is had that recall made it to the ballot, he would have been shown the door. Um, Well, his approval rating
4: is 15 percent. And he's got yeah. nine people running against him. And so he's, he's definitely going to be stuck in a runoff at the very least and likely would r- lose the runoff in November. So is this promotion of Tiffany Blacknell uh, nothing to lose, I don't give a crap, and just stick it in the eye of every Los, uh, voter in Los Angeles?
6: I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I, I think he sees the handwriting on the wall that his uh, time as prosecutor for L.A. County uh, is probably could be measured in weeks now that he's likely not going to win re-election, And this is his, uh, thumbing the nose of Los Angelino's. It's a, it's a extreme radical woke scorched earth policy. Um, and uh, you know, as radical as Gascon is this woman that he's appointed to chief of staff, Tiffany Blacknell, as you put, she's just an angry, angry woman who has taken some rather radical positions and dangerous positions. Um, Listen, I've watched enough episodes of Law and Order to know that the police department and the prosecutor's office needs to have a professional, if not cordial, relationship. I don't see how that is possible when you have a chief of staff calling the police department barbarians, wearing sweatshirts to say, uh, they're trained to kill us, they're an occupying army. Uh, If I was the police, I wouldn't have it.
4: Well, it's, it's one thing to have a philosophical difference, but she seems unhinged to me. I mean, the language that she uses in all these tweets, and these go back a number of years, and she's never pulled any of them back. I mean, I mean she is proud. She brags about her time as a looter.
6: She- yeah, for, you know, as, as a youth, she was only 15 at the time. But, you know, she translate that translates that into what happened in Los Angeles and many other cities back in 2020. Uh, when uh, George Floyd lost his life uh, through a homicide and uh, cities burned. And uh, she cheered it on, without a doubt. She's an apologist for criminals. Um, how can anyone take a position that we should abolish prisons? Uh, what's the alternative? Um, I understand you know, that she may have a position that, for whatever reason, prisons may have uh, a disproportionate population of minorities um and that may be true for any number of reasons but to abolish prisons that's a that's a ludicrous proposition and um now she's going to be the chief of staff for the chief law enforcement office um in the county as ludicrous
4: it is she's probably not the only one in gascon's office that feels that way including gascon is probably part of that crowd
6: Oh yeah, without a doubt. Listen, and, and as you pointed out, she's been with him right from the beginning. She was a part of the Gascon for district attorney um, uh, campaign uh, a few years back. So she's been in that office in, in a number of positions, but she was part of the campaign, too. And, uh, you know, when uh, Gascon won, um, you know, he defeated, I believe it was L.A. County's first Uh, african-american woman prosecutor and uh she certainly is not a right-wing conservative but she was taken aback by some of the things out of tiffany black blacknell's uh keyboard and mouth during that campaign
4: well let me ask you something let's say gascone does not make the runoff he does not finish in the top two so it's it's the middle of march he's a complete lame duck the election is not till november He's not going to be replaced until December, officially. What the hell is it going to look like? What's he going to do? Because right now, he's he, he's not even trying to suck up to the voters. He's not even playing pretend. What's he going to do when he really has nothing to lose?
6: Uh, the best question is, can it get any worse? Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. But I think this is may, may be a hint of things to come when you have a woman like this. Will now be his chief of uh, staff. As I as I tried to point out, it, it sounds like a scorched earth policy. That um, you know maybe L.A. won't be burning to the ground, God forbid, but certainly it's a scorched earth uh, policy and, and a, uh, a woke leftist dream.
4: Right, and there's nothing the public can do about this.
6: Well, has any mention, anybody mentioned the word recall? I don't know if a new one is, is <laughs> underway. It's there's no time for it. Time for well, him. you know, exactly. uh,
4: not that this would happen with Gavin Newsom, but I know in Florida, Ron DeSantis removed, uh, I believe, two district attorneys uh, who were were off the edge, you know, woke, you know, with, sure, with their woke yeah. nonsense. So he had them removed. Yeah, he had the state have... power. I and mean, the attorney general here does have the state power to remove
6: yeah, I don't think Rob Bonta will do it. I don't think uh, Gavin Newsom would even consider it. Keep in mind that it was Gavin Newsom who appointed Gascone as the prosecutor up in San Francisco uh, when our vice president became the California attorney general. Uh, so he was the one who got Gascone got that ball rolling up in San Francisco as a prosecutor. So well, I, I wouldn't count on, on our governor to uh, be showing uh, uh the prosecutor the door anytime soon
4: what a san francisco machine huh newsom Kamala exactly. harris george gascon oh my god all yeah, right so well I'm listen great uh, article this was a pleasure to wake up to this morning martin marks and thanks also to bill malusion from fox 11 because he uh, dug up a lot of these uh, tweets over the years uh thanks martin uh keep covering it we'll talk with you again soon oh you bet
6: thanks thanks right. john
4: Martin Marks from California dot com. You should read the whole story and look at the tweets. In fact, I'll read some of the tweets in their entirety. Uh, this is why you've, you do vote in March and you do vote for a candidate other than George Gascon. You must. OK, this this I, this is frightening. I mean, maybe nobody gets prosecuted in 2024. Maybe they completely shut down the prosecution machine. And, and uh, you know, they're going to be uh, releasing uh, murderers, rapists, and uh, sexual assaulters and and arsonists. Maybe, maybe anything goes now for the next year. Nothing would surprise me with this crowd. Because if you're for abolishing prisons, then you're saying everybody should be free no matter what crime they've committed. That's the only way to look at it. You're abolishing prisons. Well, what does that mean? Abolishing. All right? Not reforming. Not scaling back. Abolishing. Which means everybody's free. Well, if everyone's going to be free, why would you prosecute anybody? The next step from no prisons is no prosecutions, because prosecutions lead to, to prisons, right? When I say these things, it sounds outrageous, but break down the process here. It's not outrageous. It's what they're selling, and they've been open about it for the last three years. Okay, we've got more coming up on The John Kobelt Show.
7: You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640.
4: Okay, so the case of uh, Tiffany Blacknell, and this is the most important local election. Uh, well, actually, on the ballot in March, it's the most important election because it's supposed to be a presidential year. And out here in California, Biden and Trump, unless one or both of them die, are going to win the California primary. So let's go to what matters in your day to day life. More important than a state senator or state assemblyman, there's no governor on the ballot. This is it in L.A. County, and and the crime spills over into Orange County as well. Obviously, we had we had Todd Spitzer on last week, and you know they just arrested a whole bunch of L.A. gang members who had spilled into Orange County and were responsible for for many uh, home burglaries, a whole rash of home burglaries. Um, Tiffany Blacknell. Now, we've known about her for several years since Gascone took over. She is uh, was a public defender, and then she started uh, moving up the chain in the DA's office, a grade four prosecutor. That's the top level of prosecutor. <clears throat> also listed as a special advisor, chief of communications, and now chief of staff. They released this news on Friday, hoping that nobody was going to know it. Uh, Gascone, of course, is doing... Very badly when it comes to an approval rating, about 15 percent or so, uh, depending on the poll. And uh, while at the moment he would sneak into the top two in a uh, 10 person primary, he would not do well in November. He would lose uh, probably by gigantic proportions. But you just don't want him out there anymore. You don't want him surviving in March. You don't want something weird and fluky and unusual to happen. Tiffany Black now. Let's get into her background. Uh, During George Floyd rioting week back in May of 2020, she posted, I was a looter in 1992. I was 15. I was furious, sad, and scared. I had no way to process my emotions about the murder of Latasha Harlins or the beating of Rodney King. So we went out and we watched our city burn. And when the opportunity rose, we took some bleep, complete with the turd emoji. It was one of the most formative moments of my life. Do you know anybody who talks like this who looks back at looting, stealing other people's property, stealing from people in her own neighborhood? that is the thing that i remember i was on the east coast when the riots broke out we arrived here about six months after the riots and what i never understood about rioting is why burn down your own neighborhood what why would you do that and then after burning down the neighborhood then everybody complains that uh businesses will not invest huh they saw a flame shooting into the sky for three days i In any event, she says, um, I remember it so clearly. I remember sitting on my cousin's car and watching the fire on the first night with tears in my eyes. But tonight, now remember, this is from May of 2020. Tonight, I am triggered. Triggering, of course, means that uh, deep emotional distress that is normally buried in a civilized person comes pouring out in all kinds of dangerous ways. So please don't come on my page complaining about protesters or looters. Don't text me bleep about the Whole Foods in West Hollywood or your beloved Santa Monica. My whole community was leveled. Yeah, you helped. Uh, Cry me a river. Nordstrom's will be okay. All this respectability by black folks and complaining by west side white liberals is maddening. So she's angry with black people who act respectable by opposing looting and burning. And of course, she's angry with white liberals because she's a racist. While you're judging their conduct and their character, remember that they are kids. She's not a kid anymore. This is 30 years later. She's now in her mid-40s. And she still is amping up all the anti-police incendiary rhetoric. And I'll read to you some of that, too. How would you feel if you were inheriting this bleephole country? a country where we boast about our billionaires but our hospitals can't protect nurses and doctors you know hospitals can't protect nurses and doctors a country where your people are murdered by a militar, militarized police force paid to control you well that is just complete hooey but george uh george floyd week uh eventually you know she started posting all kinds of crazy stuff and bill mulligan has put together some of her uh, greatest hits um Blacknell has called for abolishing prisons and defunding police she called the lapd barbarians and an and an occupying army um she's for the abolishment of prisons entirely and you, if if you want to take people at their word take them literally it means that if there's no prisons, then nobody got prosecuted. If nobody got prosecuted, nobody should be arrested. Which means whatever horrible, murderous, heinous, twisted, sick act a human can commit, Blacknell is, is for it. Tiffany Blacknell says no prison. They should be abolished, torn down, bulldozed. Okay, then why have why have a district attorney's office? Why prosecute? Why arrest? Let everybody do whatever they want. She's an anarchist. She's always been an anarchist and she was running around at 15, stealing other people's stuff, and still bragging about it all these years later. And George Gascon is the most dangerous radical because he's soft-spoken. His physical presence is unthreatening. He's not a firebrand that rouses people's emotions directly. And that's how he was able to win district attorney here and in San Francisco. That's what the quiet guys are the most dangerous. Tiffany Blacknell, now, now she's she's an angry radical. Just shove it in your face. She'll say all kinds of incendiary things. She's the chief of staff. This is what we've got. I, the 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 future of a civilized Los Angeles depends on having a strong district attorney and strong prosecutors putting bad guys in prison for a long time. If you don't have that, you are going to have anarchy and chaos. And we've seen some of it already the last few years. There's going to be a lot more of it. So whatever you do in life, whatever you do in the next 12 months, you must vote against George Gascon. There's nine other candidates. Do not vote for him. Let's get him out of the primary for the start. Because he... Tiffany Blacknell is a dangerous person. She's made it clear she's dangerous.
0: Okay, we've got more coming up on the John Cobalt Show.
7: Rappaport's reality, the reality a of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. It, would have been Ooh, a, it would have been The been podcast juicy. would have taken a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM640.
4: Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, on the radio 1 to 4, and then after 4 o'clock, John Cobell on demand uh, on the iHeart app. All right. Well, I was. What was I talking? <laughs> Tiffany Townend Blacknell. Tiffany Blacknell is now the chief of staff for George Gascon, and you might be saying, well, who cares? What does it matter? Oh, no, no. This matters because he's in the fight of his life politically. Uh, he only has a fifth percent approval rating and polls are showing that most of the public is never going to vote for him uh, as long as he's in a runoff uh, after the March primary, uh, in November, he's going to lose. Now, who's going to take him on? We don't know yet. There's uh, several candidates who there have been a number of polls, and the polls are all over the place. Nathan Hockman did well in one. Uh, John Hatami does well. Uh, Eric Sadal did well in one. And, and th- there's others as well, um, Maria Ramirez. So it's it's impossible to tell what's going to happen. What would be great is if two of the opposing candidates got in for the March runoff. And then we could not only have a victory dance on Gascon's political grave, but then we could enjoy the next uh, six months, not worry about whether something uh, weird is going to happen or, you know, they might rig the election. Because remember, the George Gascon recall was rigged. They threw out an excess amount of signatures because the registrar's office is just corrupt. So uh, you never know what's going to happen. Nobody wants to take that chance. So What we need is two candidates in the runoff and Gascone to finish third or farther back. Now, you think a guy in that kind of precarious political situation would be very careful with who he gives promotions to. Instead, he elevated the notorious cop hater Tiffany Blacknell. And just if you're just joining us, just to quickly recap, she tweeted in 2020. That uh, This was the George Floyd uh, week. I was a looter in 1992, Rodney King time. I was 15. I was furious, sad, and scared. I had no way to process my emotions. So we went out and we watched our city burn. And when the opportunity arose, we took some bleep. It was one of the most formative moments of my life. So here she is bragging about stealing things, taking things that she should have gone to jail for taking. And she's bragging about it. Now she's the chief of staff for George Gascon. Here's some other things that she has posted on Twitter, which has now become X. In 2019, she wrote, prison is obsolete. We need to reimagine America without it. That's a sweeping statement. Not reforming prison. Not coming up with more fake rehabilitation programs for prison. It's eliminating prison. It's obsolete. We have to live without it. Here's some more. And credit to Bill Melugin. Bill Melugin at Fox News found these tweets. California Globe has publicized these tweets. And here is a previous tweet where she called LAPD barbarians and an occupying army. This is her attitude as the chief of staff. For the top law enforcement official in Los Angeles County. And as I mentioned before, she targeted people in West Hollywood, people in Santa Monica, for complaining that their Nordstroms or their Whole Foods was was looted. And made disparaging remarks not only about blacks who complain, but white liberals on the west side. So she's she's an all-around hater of the human race. Uh, a lot of anger. Clearly, she doesn't have the stability to be the chief of staff for George Gascon, or maybe she does, because he's a lunatic. So odds are he would only hire a lunatic to be the chief of staff. I mean, you couldn't imagine anybody rational or reasonable taking that job. Who would want to work with him? I, I imagine everybody reasonable is just waiting out these last uh, this last year or so until he's finally gone. But I'm 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 telling you. I also don't want apathy to take over. You know, sometimes in primary elections, because the presidential race should be the big driver. However, barring his death, Joe Biden is going to be the almost automatic Democratic nominee. He'll win in California. Trump will win on the Republican side. And for all the people who poo-poo the number of uh, the, the, the 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 how blue California is, there are more Republicans voting for trump than in any other state simply because of the size of california what we need is a big turnout on both sides of people who cannot stand the filthy dangerous mess that los angeles county has become so i couldn't care less who you vote for for president in this context but i want you to vote in the primary and you've got nine other choices other than george Gascone. so there's no excuse here when he's he, when he's hiring or promoting a, an admitted looter, when he when she is busy calling for the abolition of prison and calling the police barbarians, um, there's no excuse for this. Uh, I, 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 I mean, you know, clearly she's unhinged, and she has every right to be unhinged. And she can have any opinion that she wants, and she say what she can protest. She could loot because looting is legal now. I guess it was legal then. So fine, go go steal your stuff. But to be chief of staff for the L.A. County District Attorney, you have the power to stop this. You can do it by voting for someone else other than Gascon. I'm not even going to make any, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. No endorsements, no nothing. Just vote against George Gascon. Vote for somebody else. Keep track of the polls. Look at the leaders. Push Whoever the leaders are over the top, get two of them past Gascon. They're all pretty much the same, with the exception of one guy whose name I'm not going to mention because he's not doing well in the polls, and I don't want to raise his profile yet. We'll just, we'll just see what happens. But the rest of them, they all seem to be good people, and they would do what's obviously right. Okay, we've got more coming up on the John Kobelt Show.
7: You're listening to John Kobelt on demand from KFI AM 640.
4: If you want to go to Instagram at John Cobelt Radio and you spell Cobelt, K O B Y L T. And we are now going to uh, go to uh, Jim Ryan, ABC News, because uh, Texas made a lot of news. First of all, they're getting a huge influx. Over 12,000 people have stormed over the border. And so Abbott has decided to give local police the authority to arrest migrants. And judges, the state judges, the ability to remove them to Mexico, um, <laughs> which I, I don't know if that's legal, but uh, but he did it. He signed the bill, and Jim Ryan's going to come on and explain the details here. Jim, how are you?
5: Hey, Johnny, you make an interesting point. Is it legal? Is it constitutional? In 2012, the Supreme Court decided that a law that Arizona had passed two years earlier was not constitutional. It was similar to what happened here in Texas. It, uh, it didn't just allow, but it required police officers to check the immigration status of people they came across. Supreme Court said that's not uh, legal. You can't do that. It's up to the federal government to enforce immigration and border policy, and so that's where it was left. Uh, Greg Abbott, as you know, John, has said that the, the feds haven't been living up to their obligations, so he's taken it upon himself to institute something called Operation Lone Star Uh, It's now, I think, five and a half billion dollars spent on uh, border uh, security issues here. Now, this is kind of the latest step in that this this policy that allows local police, sheriff's deputies and others to uh, to uh, arrest people who are in the country illegally. It's a misdemeanor. You go before a judge. You're told to go back to your home country. And if you don't, then you could be charged with a felony job. Uh,
4: When's it going to be implemented? In March. March is the target date, at least. Okay, so there's a lot of time here for a legal battle.
5: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and you've already got legal battles. There was a lawsuit filed today. Uh, two immigrant rights groups and the, the county of El Paso County have filed suit, and I'm sure that there will be other suits to come.
4: Is there any anybody know why the surge is getting bigger? I mean, it's, it's, it's well, supposedly over 12,000 people today. I don't even know how to count that, but yeah. let's, let's assume that that number is somewhere close to accurate. Why, why is it getting worse and worse day by day? Is the word just spread all over the planet?
5: Yeah, I think that's it. And you're, you'll hear that from both sides, I think, from the, the Republicans here in Texas and from Democrats elsewhere, that there's this sort of message that's scattered around through cartels or through somebody from, you know, coyotes, people who smuggle folks into the country. Uh, that there's an easy path that you can do this. But uh, I I think that's sort of what's behind it. But it's also cyclical. You see changes throughout the year uh, in terms of ebbs and flows of people coming into the country. It's fairly cool right now, which is surprising to me. Normally you see this kind of surge in the springtime or the early summer, then in the fall. But it's, it's kind of an interesting time of year for this to be happening.
4: I'm looking at video. Both CNN and Fox is running similar video at the same time. Wow. A huge, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I guess it's at the border, and um, just thousands of people gathered, and uh, yes. they're 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 uh, isolated by these berms. So they they're they're, right. they're they, I I guess that's the border, and they can't they 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 can't climb over the berm, and they're just stuck. A lot of them are sitting on the ground. They've got blankets, and but it's it's an enormous crowd. What is that? Do you know? It's an eagle. Well, pass. it's either Eagle Pass, Eagle Pass, it's yeah.
5: Eagle Pass, or El Paso. And uh, that's where folks, uh, you know, so those people there in the big crowds, people with families and whatnot, generally those are the folks who are going to make application, do so uh, through Customs and Border Protection. So that's yeah, like a staging their, area uh, where, they,
4: where they're collecting themselves? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
5: Precisely. <sighs> right. And they While they're there, there's a, an app. Customs and Border Protection has an app, a phone app. You fill out your application on your app. You submit that and then essentially take an electronic number. Then you come across and you start the process here on this side of the border. You know, the folks who are doing so illegally between the Border Patrol checkpoints, those are the ones who who are not gathered in that large group of thousands of people. They're the ones who have already tried to sneak through some of the way and may have actually made it in.
4: All right, Jim, thanks very much. Sure, Jim. Jim Ryan with uh, ABC News on uh, Greg Abbott. He is uh, going to basically declare like a holy war on the federal government here, and you know, going back to that 2012 decision because I remember we went to Arizona when they when they passed uh, uh, the law which said the police could ask for your papers, and uh, of course the uh, the progressive idiots turned it into uh, the show me your papers law. But that's that was actually correct. It was show me your papers because if uh, you're you're here legally, you'll have some uh, proof of that. You will know, have some identification, you'll have a green card, you'll have, have something. Uh, and the people without that kind of identification were generally in the country illegally. And but the thing is, the Supreme Court in that case didn't let a state government enforce immigration law. And so all the states are hamstrung to some extent. Of course, you could decide not to give benefits to illegal immigrants. We've done the opposite here in California. By the way, they're storming into Los Angeles in big numbers, too. But we we have uh, all kinds of uh, programs and agencies that uh, cater to, to the migrants. A lot of these other cities have never dealt with this before, like Los Angeles, like New York and Chicago. And uh, so, I mean, you know... Mayor Eric Adams is threatening big tax increases in New York City. It's it's actually quite stunning because he's cutting the police budget. He's cutting the fire budget. He's cutting the education budget. And he's threatening to raise taxes on a lot of people. And his approval rating in New York City is 28%. And I don't know. I don't know. Now, he made it clear that New York was a sanctuary city. And he has never renounced that. Never, and so he wonders why he ends up with the twenty-eight rating. Because even in left-wing progressive New York, they think he's a crazy person. Why would you declare to the world this is a sanctuary? Come on, we'll take care of you. And then when a hundred plus thousand people show up, it's like, well, wait a second, we can't. We I didn't mean no, not everybody, not a hundred thousand of you. It's way over a hundred thousand by now. But Eric Adams is just not very bright. This, this is this is the danger when you have politicians who get involved in, in these overwhelming issues and they simply don't have the brain power for it. I think any reasonable person you would know I would know that if you put out an, an a welcome map, you can put, I mean put this put a sign up in front of your house. Anyone passing by, welcome to come in. We'll give you a bed and a meal. Well, what do you think's going to happen? In fact, why don't you hand out your address on business cards? At one of these uh, encampments, see what happens. They'll come over your house. They'll sleep on your floor. They'll uh, they'll eat your food. Of course they will. That's that's human nature, right? Free food, free bed. Of course they're going to come. And so now he wants he wants to cut the services to the taxpayers, and then tell the taxpayers they've got to pay more to accommodate these tens of thousands of migrants who are here illegally. Gee, why do I have a twenty eight percent rating? I, I I don't understand. Okay, we've got more coming up on the John Cobalt Show. Hey, you've been listening to the John Cobalt Show podcast. You can always hear the show live on KFI AM 640 from 1 to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
3: Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee.